0: Pleased that everybody has shown interest in this topic. Today marks my 100th day in office as the elected mayor uh, for the city of Milwaukee. And as you can see in your report, we've hit a number of very pressing, important issue areas for the city of Milwaukee, including areas around public safety uh, generally, reckless driving more specifically. We focused in on other areas as well in terms of uh, the city's management and operations and building new relationships with uh, the state government uh, to improve the situations, the dire financial situations that the city of Milwaukee faces. Um, I've got a lot of energy for this job. I continue to be uh, energetic uh, about the, the challenges that we face and the opportunities that abound Um, And so I'm interested in continuing to focus on uh, working with our partners in all areas, whether it's out in the community, other levels of government, and the private sector, in order to tackle the challenges ahead so we can move uh, the city of Milwaukee forward. And with that, uh, hopefully you have the chance to review the the document. Um, But we'll take a couple questions.
1: Mayor, you talk about Mm -hmm. uh, how much you wanted to improve relationships Mm -hmm. with state lawmakers. Mm And in the packet, you say that you've now in your 100 days to establish more positive relationships with senior elected officials in the state capital. Can you give us a glimpse into some of these conversations with Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and what makes it so promising that it could turn Milwaukee's fiscal future around?
0: Well, um, I've had the opportunity to meet with Speaker Voss in his office earlier in the year. Uh, had the opportunity, the privilege to invite Speaker Voss uh, down to the mayor's office. And, you know, I before he before he walked into the, into the office, uh, I had asked my, my chief of staff, I said, you know, I wonder when the last time Robin Voss was here, present, in City Hall in the mayor's office. And then uh, the speaker entered the office and came to shake my hand and greet me and said, wow, this is the first time that I've been in the mayor's office. Um, so we're breaking down those, those barriers that historically have been there, uh, entering new terrain that had not been crossed before. And I think that not just Speaker Voss, but other Republicans uh, especially have been very, very uh, open to working with me, have been very, very open to meeting with me, to discussing the dire financial situations and others, too, that the city of Milwaukee faces. And so that gives me hope that we'll be able to work out the differences that uh, have plagued our two governments for the course of the past uh, nearly two decades and and ultimately get to uh, a position Where we can move forward on these issues because it's important not just to the city but it's important to the state because a strong milwaukee means a strong wisconsin that's the message that we need to get through to everybody
1: with city budget talks ahead can you talk about the predicament that
0: milwaukee Uh, absolutely um we've we've got a dire fiscal Uh, position that the city is in. It's very dire and has been for some time. This is not something that sprang up overnight. This is something that has been in the works for a very long time. The bell has been rung on this time and time again. Uh, We've got escalating pension costs. We've got rising costs as it relates to police and fire service, and our revenues to be able to take on those costs have been declining or have been flat. Now, You don't need to be a business person. You don't need to be, you know, an an accountant to understand that if you've got rising costs but declining revenues, that you're going to have a problem meeting your bills. Uh, The folks at home who are watching this, uh, they know that, too, because when their costs go up, when energy goes up, when gas goes up, um, when uh, the cost for food goes up, but their paychecks don't, that creates Uh, difficulty for them to be able to meet meet their bills. The same thing is true of city government. The exact same thing is true. And so, as I said, we've been telling this story for a long time, and now, you know, those problems are are coming to a head, and we really need the assistance of our partners in state government, because only they can help us to provide the assistance that we need to solve the dire fiscal challenges that the city of Milwaukee faces. Mayor, um, gun violence is
1: still an issue, still rampant. Mm -hmm. The victims getting younger and younger, um, you know, with your public safety efforts, where is that proof that, you know, all these efforts have changed
0: that? Yeah, you know, um, anytime any person gets hurt, especially via gun violence uh, in the city, I'm alerted to that, um, and so it's something that is, that's pr- always top of mind for me. When I go out and talk to folks uh, throughout the city, it doesn't matter what side of town I'm in, doesn't matter if I'm downtown or on the east side, the west side, northwest side, or the south side, folks tell me about their concerns as it relates to to public safety, especially along the areas of of gun violence. Now, I don't, the city does not control gun law. I think that's important to to state. um, Because people, you know, they come to me and they expect me to be able to solve the issue myself from this office is mayor. But that's just not how it works. And so that's also why it's important to continue building these relationships in Madison to let them know that when laws are passed at the state level, and even at the federal level, they have an outsized impact on urban communities like Milwaukee. I've been telling this story uh, as of late uh, about this power that I have uh, as a law-abiding citizen in this state. And that's that I could Leave here, I could leave City Hall, I could go and, and purchase a gun um, and a lot of ammunition as a law abiding citizen. And I can go and give that gun to my brother or a cousin or anybody. Even if they had been involved in bad activity in the past, I could simply give it to them and they could take that gun and go out uh, into the public and cause death, harm, or destruction the exact things that we're working, uh, trying to work to, 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 to uh, mitigate in this community. So it's going to take a lot of effort, continued effort on my part and on the part of our partners in other levels of government, Um, the federal government as well as the state government, in order to curb uh, access to guns for people who should not have them in the first place. That's very important because when you look at the people who are being harmed out there, right, you know, a lot of times these are folks who who should not have guns, and when they get access to guns, they cause death, they cause harm, they cause destruction on our streets. And I don't want to see that. Families don't want to see that. When I look at the, the news reports, um, after you guys uh, do interviews with, with people out in the community, they, they simply want justice. They don't want this to continue either. And so all of us have to continually work together in order to address that issue so that nobody, especially you know, young people in our city, uh, whether you're a, a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old at home on the south side, uh, that you don't get hurt. If you're a, a little boy or a little girl uh, on the north side of the city and you're sitting in your grandfather's lap, that an uh, errant bullet doesn't uh, come into your home. If you're playing on a playground uh, near your near your home, at your school that you go to, that you don't end up being shot. Um, we've got so many examples of that happening in this community, but we need all of our partners to come together to solve it. it, it it's not just here; it isn't just here, uh, and that's why it's important for us to develop these relationships with the state as well.
1: Another issue is car break It. Oh. Car break-ins and thefts um, here in the city, particularly with the Kia boys, um, seems like they do one or two days and they're out back on the streets. If they are, you know, even found, how how is your office combating that issue here in Milwaukee? I mean, it seems like it's you know a pretty unique issue in the city. Um, to other well,
0: actually, so I just had the opportunity to join uh, forty mayors from across the world, several of them from across the United States. Um, just just recently in New York City, and I asked a question about reckless driving behavior and increases in uh, cars being stolen, and mayors from across the country have told me they're facing similar issues. They're facing similar, similar issues, especially as it relates to reckless driving activity that's happening uh, in their city. So this is not a unique uh, uh, phenomenon that's happening in Milwaukee. This is an issue that's happening all across the United States, right? So I think, one, it's important to, 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 to point that out. Um, we've been working collaboratively with the police department um, for the past several months, uh, as long as I've been in office, to work to start addressing the issue, especially around car thefts. And I think uh, car thefts, in fact, are down, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in our report, uh, the chief and I came together and uh, produced a report about uh, uh, what the crime numbers were in Milwaukee for the first part of the year. And in major categories, rape, burglaries, you know, several others, I believe even car thefts, those numbers are down, some even double digits. So we're making some progress here, but there's obviously more to do. We joined with uh, the police uh, chief just yesterday launching a, a bait car initiative. So for folks who are out there looking, to, looking to, to steal cars, you know, the likelihood is you're going to end up running into you know, one of these vehicles that's been set up. To, to catch you, right? So that's uh, an initiative. Uh, we, we're relaunching the, the CAT initiative to combat uh, auto thefts, whereby a decal is placed on your car and that presents probable cause for the police to be able to pull vehicles over between late night and early morning when cars typically are stolen, right? So uh, that's another initiative. Uh, for folks who are out there and they're driving recklessly, I championed, uh, and it was passed, uh, this this uh, towing procedure so that now police have the latitude to be able to tow vehicles of cars who are driving recklessly in our city. Uh, that's happening. And then, of course, we're working with the Department of Public Works to make physical changes to the roadway uh, so that uh, we'll be in a better position to mitigate reckless driving before it even starts. So th- there's, there's a lot of activity that we're doing to combat reckless driving. In Milwaukee, and including auto thefts as well.
1: Sure. So, but how are you guys, like the Kia Boys again? They're young teens, right? Doing all this. How mm-hmm. are you guys? You know, what is what is the um, problem solving there with you know your office and mm. those communities?
0: Yeah. Um, so, one of the, I, I just had the opportunity to visit uh, a program that we just started this summer um, that uh, I championed. It's called Camp Rise. And the reason that I worked with our partners, uh, and many partners came together to create this program, Employ Milwaukee that runs our our summer earn and learn summer youth jobs program, uh, Governor Tony Evers who put up funding, Milwaukee Public Schools uh, that provided facilities uh, for us to be able to house these these young people, and uh, the voices of the elders uh, community organization uh, that's providing mentorship opportunities for young people. The reason that we launched that program is because a story that all of us know too well and the story that I saw um, where uh, a concerned member of our community went out into a school and talked to young people, some as young as 10 years old, 10 years old, and asked a simple question, or simple questions. How many of you have seen violence in your neighborhood? And everybody's hand goes up. Uh, How many of you have seen or participated in reckless driving, stealing vehicles, know somebody who's stolen a, a vehicle? every single hand of those young men went up. Now these are kids as young as 10 years old. And so we created Camp Rise to combat that so that those young people would not be in a position where they're getting recruited to participate in that sort of destructive activity, but instead to put them on a better path with programming and mentorship and uh, providing quality instruction during these summer months when they're out of school when there probably is a lack of supervision, to give them an opportunity to have a stipend, to put money in their pockets the right way, in an honest way. Um, And those young people, you know, 200 of them that are participating in this program that we just launched uh, this summer, uh, have the opportunity to go on a new path in life, as opposed to going on the path that was in front of them. I say this often, uh, and I know this, because I lived in those neighborhoods um, when, Kids in Milwaukee, especially young kids of color, young black kids, uh, young Latino kids, Asian kids, um, when you live in neighborhoods that are hard in Milwaukee and your whole world is your block, and not your figurative, your literal block, but figuratively speaking, um, four points on a block, home, school, corner store, and perhaps a relative's house, you become consumed in that. And kids, kids will be what they see. They will. And so it's important for us to make sure they have other exposures so that they don't fall into those same sort of traps that unfortunately uh, too many people of color, too many African American men uh, and men of others, other uh, races, have fallen down uh, and and succumb to in this community. So we're actively working, to answer your question directly, we're actively working with programs just like that, with Camp Rise that we just created, to provide positive alternatives so that kids don't get recruited into something like the Kia Boys. And we're doing that with kids as young as 10 years old.
1: We talk a lot about prevention there, mm-hmm. but in terms of MPD and the city as a whole getting its job done, are, they getting, are you getting the support you need from the district attorney in terms of charging those that actually do steal vehicles?
0: Look, I, I have said time and again, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this now, I said it when there were a lot of questions about my own brother, who right before my election as mayor, uh, was was arrested after committing a heinous crime with a gun right I have said time and again that if individuals no matter who they are no matter who they are if they cause death if they cause harm if they cause destruction in Milwaukee then they should be held to account now I'm not a judge Um, you know folks elect judges as well Uh, I'm not the district attorney but I will tell you again if folks hurt somebody, if they kill somebody, if they're endangering public safety, my expectation as mayor is that they will be held accountable. That's what I want to see. That's exactly what I want to see. And by the way, it's not just me who wants to see that. Again, when I see the stories after a horrific incident has happened in Milwaukee, where family members have lost somebody that they care about, somebody that they love, and they're out there in the, in the community and they're releasing balloons into the air, that's what they're asking for. They're asking for justice. Justice. That's what, that's what folks in this community want. And so they, they have that same expectation that when somebody causes harm in this community, that they ought to be held to account. Because if we don't hold people to account when they, when they do bad things in this community, well, then guess what? That sends a signal to them that there is no recourse. And then they'll go out and do the exact same thing time and again. So to, to say it plainly, when somebody causes death, harm, destruction – in Milwaukee, I want them to be held to account.
1: Just to follow up on um, Jeremy's question, have you had conversations with the DA about, you know, how you would like to see him handling some of these cases? Are there
0: conversations going on there? Have you need any asks of okay. him? I have had uh, conversations with the district attorney. I have been uh, in touch with the district attorney uh, since I've been uh, in the mayor's office. And I, I have said to him uh, and in, in rooms with him, just as plainly as I said to you, that my expectation is that when somebody causes death, harm, or destruction uh, in this community, that they are held to account. We
1: can take a couple more questions. Now that you've been in office
0: for a hundred days, have your priorities shifted at all in terms of what you want to focus on? Um, no, I wouldn't say that my priorities have shifted. If anything, I think that uh, my interest in those priorities has intensified. Um, look, I, I think that being in this position, it's it's a very it's a very complex job, uh, and there are so many pressures facing the city. Uh, I'm eager to continue to do this work because it's important to the people who, who we serve. You know? um, it's important to, to make sure that this city grows and that this city is prosperous. It's important to make sure we tackle issues around crime and, and public safety. Uh, I think it's critically important that we address the issues around the city's financial uh, situ- uh, situation that's been uh, problematic for nearly the past 20 years. And we're developing good relationships to tackle that, and I feel very optimistic about that. It's important that we tackle issues around climate uh, in Milwaukee. You know, as I said, I was just in New York City, and it was blazing hot. And the reports I was getting at the same time, because I had there were several mayors from the United Kingdom, um, is that there was record heat that's happening there as well. And and you know, several dozens, if not hundreds, of people uh, from heat exha- exhaustion were were dying. You know, that's something that's critically important for us to to tackle. Uh, Housing is another very important issue, and it's a proven concept in Milwaukee that if you equip folks with housing first, then you're able to wrap other resources around them to make their lives more meaningful, more productive, uh, get them uh, in positions where they're more stable. And jobs and economic development, I think, is key to Milwaukee's future as well. You think about the city of Milwaukee from five decades ago, right? We had the highest quality of life for African-Americans. You know, Many times when you go into neighborhoods and you report on issues where somebody's been hurt, uh, where there has been death, harm, or destruction, it's in neighborhoods that once upon a time, once upon a time were stable. Uh, and the stability came from the fact that folks had access to family-supporting work, not jobs where you had to make work two or three jobs in order to make ends meet, but you had one family-supporting job where you could purchase a home uh, where you could put food on your kids' back, I'm sorry, food on their table and clothes on their back rather, um, and you're in a position where you could save some money, have less financial stress, and the the key part of that with a family-supporting job is that those neighborhoods, those neighborhoods were able to be stable. They were able, they were able to become cohesive because folks lived there and they stayed there long term. You didn't have people moving in and moving out every every two months, like in some cases you see in Milwaukee right now. There's no way that you can create neighborhood cohesion and stability when you have that much movement. You just can't. As much as folks want for you know police to, to have a beat cop uh, on the street developing relationships, well, when the face of the neighborhood changes every two months, that's a difficult proposition for any person in any position to build on, right? So, That's why it's so important for us to create family-supporting jobs so we can create stability in neighborhoods. And we create stability in neighborhoods, and folks talk to each other, they know their neighbors, then you know what, they start to care about them. They're not just people who live near me, they actually become a part of you. They watch your kids grow up. You become familial in a sense. That's how you create the true public safety that all of us want to see. So that's so. Those are the areas that I've talked about in the past. Those are the areas that I'm i so keenly interested in continuing to focus on in this job.
1: Going back to the campaign trail, you pledged that uh, if, if it what it took, you were going to get a cot in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. It seems like you've welcomed the speaker to maybe get a cot in mm-hmm. the City Hall. If you have that cot today in the Capitol, no one would be there, and everything's kind of on mm-hmm. hold until after the, the election. When is
0: that window that the city can get help from the state? Um, I I. I talked about having a cot in the Capitol. I'm committed to uh, having a cot in the Capitol. Now, I'm not going to have a physical cot in the Capitol, of course. Um, What I meant by that is that I'm going to continue to develop these relationships, right? I'm going to have the Speaker here. Uh, I'm going to go to the Capitol and speak with him, which I've done. I'm going to have the the, the, uh, Leader of the State Senate here, um, which I did. Just last week, I, I traveled up to Manitowoc with the League of Wisconsin Municipalities, uh, myself and uh, mayors from across the state, communities large and small, uh, telling uh, Senator Lemehue about the challenges that we're having um, in this state with the structure that we have set up uh, to, to meet our bills. And, and it's, this is true not just of Milwaukee. And I think that's important for folks to know as well. You know, we're sort of the, the canary in the coal mine, and folks talk about us a lot because we're the biggest city in the state, but the challenges the, the the dire financial challenges that we face they're not unique to Milwaukee they're just not and as I listened to mayors across the room uh last week in Manitowoc they'll 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 tell you they say they're 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 in a position where they have to cut police where they have to have every other street light on uh they're in a position where they have to consider extending garbage collection or reducing garbage collection uh they're in a position where their libraries are being cut where their youth services uh, departments are being demolished they're in a position i think this week if i'm not mistaken uh one of the one of the communities who was not present but sent word that this week in central wisconsin small town of 500 people they're not going to be able to make payroll you know those are the concerns of local governments throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. It's not simply a Milwaukee thing. So I will continue to do that. I'll continue to to, to work with the Speaker. I'll continue to, to be in contact with Senator Lemehue and with other members uh, of the Assembly as well as the Senate. Um, I'll continue working with the League of Wisconsin Municipalities. Uh, I will continue to work with our partners uh, who are working to make sure that we do have an increase in revenue uh, here at the local level, including the uh, MMAC, uh, County Executive Crowley, uh, other folks from the business community, uh, and important uh, civic boosters as well, trying to make sure that we are not in a position where we cannot make payroll, or we see a severe, or we see severe service cuts in Milwaukee in order to balance our budgets. I don't want that, and so that's why it's important for me to continue doing this work, and I will. Um, Next week, as a matter of fact, uh, you're, you're, you're right, Jeremy, uh, members of the legislature are out campaigning for re-election themselves, but that doesn't stop me from being able to to go to, to the Capitol, go knock on doors, deliver information, uh, try to catch legislators uh, that I might, and that's exactly what I'll do. We can do one more question. What is
1: it specifically that you're looking for from the legislature, um, the financial support?
0: Yeah. The... We need more revenues uh, in Milwaukee. We need the ability to be able to, to solve our own problems on a on the local level. Look, um, when I talk to mayors across the country, um, and I tell them about the the aids that we get from the state, um, you know, they're they're flabbergasted. Uh, when I talk to may, the mayors across the country, it, for instance, the the mayor of, of Rochester, uh, New York. Um, when I told him that, yeah, we don't have a sales tax. Uh, we're the, uh, I believe, the, the only large city in America that does not have a uh, a local option sales tax. His jaw hit the floor. He's like, I could not make my budget work if I did not have a sales tax. I couldn't do it. Now, mind you, Milwaukee is larger than than Rochester, New York, you know. So, I think that what we need is the ability to solve our own problems on the local level. A need for the state to keep true to its promise on shared revenue. I mean, just, just think about this, right? Years ago, um, we used to get enough in shared revenue to pay for the entirety of the police department. I believe also another uh, large department as well. Now we don't get enough in shared revenue to even pay for police. right? In real dollars the amount of shared revenue that we get today is less than what we used to get nearly 20 years ago. Mind you, if you had indexed that to inflation and allowed that growth to happen, we'd be getting, you know, certainly over $100 million more than what we presently get. So our cost for services has continued to rise, yet our revenues to be able to pay for it have steadily declined or been flat. That's not a recipe for success. And obviously, obviously, The state of Wisconsin knows how to get revenues into governments. They're awash with cash. They've got a huge surplus in the billions of dollars. Meanwhile, the city of Milwaukee and other local governments around the state are suffering. Where We're having having to make real-life choices about what we're going to cut, what services are we not going to deliver to our residents, who, by the way, it doesn't matter if you live in Milwaukee, it doesn't matter if you live in Oshkosh, it doesn't matter if you live uh, in Wanakee, these are services that our citizens who live here, our residents, um, our visitors uh, who come here to have a good time and support one of the largest pieces of Wisconsin's economy, which is tourism, um, and our commuters who may live in other parts of the of the state but come into the city or other places uh to work uh every day these are services that they all deserve um and expect you know and and i want to be able to deliver those services and mayors across the state of wisconsin also want to deliver those services uh as well thank you everybody all right thank you